Welcome to Manor for the Ears, Season 3, Episode 4, Part 2. A blessed new year, everyone. I pray that this year, 2021, will be a much better year than 2020 was. After our break last week, we continue on the subject of abandonment with some third-party views from the perspective of persons doing the abandonment. We have also a lengthy personal story from a young man we will name Jarrett. Abandonment, we had determined, was to give up completely or to cease to support or to deprive of attention, love, nourishment, and support. From the perspective of the one doing the abandoning, I learned through an interview with a very learned friend who counseled for some 20 plus years. These are some of the issues that may arise. She sought to address this one question that I ask, and I will ask two more. Those two will be addressed next week. The first question was, what may have been the thought process at the time the person chose to do the abandonment? She explained that sometimes people are embarrassed. In the case of a teen, it may be that the parent has determined that the child can no longer stay at the house. They can't stay at home. In the case of adults, there is the embarrassment of being pregnant, out of wedlock. They fear that it would ruin their professional uh, careers or it would lower their standing in their social circles. Teenage moms most times are put out by parents. They cannot stay home because of the embarrassment to the parent. What parents often don't realize in this situation that the teenager is also embarrassed and cannot express it, does not know how to express it. There is also a feeling of shame and guilt. There is fear of the unknown. How will they cope? The burdens of the inability to cope will cause someone to abandon because they are of the mindset that I am doing this so my child or the person I'm abandoning will have a better life than the one I can afford. Some or most of them, she said, do have feelings of remorse. Some will talk about it. Some won't. Others will cry. Some will suffer in silence. Others will show up with anxiety disorder and emotional fear. Some other factors that may come into play in the areas of decision-making at the time is they want to preserve themselves. There is also self-pride and also self-reflection.
a single father speaks. Deadbeats refer to dads who fail to fulfill their parental responsibilities when it comes to raising and be a part of their children's lives. This one takes on an international flavor. Sometimes situations outside of the individual's purview may prevent them from being a parent. This particular guy, he was selfish. He was an alcoholic. He had moved overseas. He dabbled in alcohol and drugs. And he had gone overseas to be a partner in a business and to do some studies. Several years later, he had an affair. Not an affair because he wasn't married. But he had a liaison, let's call it that, with a young lady of Asian descent. Years later, after his drinking problem came under control, she told him that he had fathered the child, but she will be growing up the child by herself, and she does not want the child to know that he is the biological father because of his drinking problem he will have a negative influence on the child. So as a result, he agreed not to be a part of the child's life. That is just one story. In that case, he was forced to abandon the child. The second case is when there are multiple marriages. When fathers or mothers marry multiple times, in the first instance, they make families. In the second instance, they go on to make more families. And in some cases, the first family is, feels abandoned. And so that creates a whole new dynamic by itself. There is also a situation where legal issues can arise and, and keep a man away from his child. Sometimes us women, we, we can be manipulative and it's, it's not fair to the child and it's not fair to the father because both of us, both male and female, we make children and both of us have something to contribute to that child's life or whoever it is, but we both have something to contribute. In this legal case, the woman was unable to have a child and she kept trying and trying. Eventually she did. Then she went through his papers and saw how much income he made and she took him to court. And she manipulated the situation and kept the child away from him. She moved away. And every time that he would want to see the child, she would not allow him to see the child. She kept this up for 18 years until eventually he was able to see his child 
and to explain what happened. And so he was able to have a relationship with the child moving forward. But think about those vital and crucial years and what as a father he could have contributed to his child's life. Then there is also a situation of false accusations. The wife would make false accusations against a husband of abuse. The police would be called in and then they would find that there was no grounds. She took the children and she disappeared with the children, left the country. Two weeks, no contact with the father. It drove him crazy. While he was in another state with his sister and in another state with his nieces and nephews, he was being accused of sleeping with a neighbor. This went on for a while. And as a result, there was a lot of emotional pain. This couple, they had both stepchildren and children of their own. And in one instance, the stepdaughter said the mother was accusing her of sleeping with the dad. Needless to say, she was an emotional wreck. She refused to allow him to see the children for seven months. And that literally destroyed him. He said, child support is not a problem. Alimony is not a problem. He just wanted to see his kids. But she made it seem like I was dead to them. Now here is a story of a young man we will call Jarrett. He says there are two sides to every story. Jared met his father for the first time in his late twenties. The story that he had abandoned me and wanted nothing to do with me and neglected me and was abusive to my mother was all I heard. I heard he never wanted to call or send birthday cards or celebrate Christmas with us. As I grew older and pondered my life and a family of my own, I began to feel that void, that emptiness inside that wanted to seek my dad out and ask him why. I asked my mom some pointed questions. She got upset questioned me, became very defensive. I saw red flags that never surfaced before. And I had the feeling that I was questioning a child who did not want her lies to be found out. Needless to say, I began my research. I found him on Google found his number and I called him. We spoke. He immediately lost it on the phone. He said that he had been praying for years that someday 
I would try to find him. We spoke for weeks on the phone, multiple times a day. We lived a thousand miles away, so I flew to see him. We met for the first time. He answered everything I wanted to know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. He also brought a box with him, and in that box were cards, Christmas cards, birthday cards, Halloween cards, along with unopened gifts, returned by my mother with notes that read, Leave us alone, go away, we don't want anything to do with you. I felt enraged. In that same visit, I drove with him to see his mother, my grandmother, and she verified everything that he had said. It turns out my mother had manipulated everyone and played the victim. My grandmother at some time tried to play the role of mediator to deliver gifts, to arrange times for dad to visit, and she swore up and down that not having his kids around him destroyed him. She had the notes and the gifts to prove that what she was saying is true. She also showed me the nasty messages that was attached. My mom and I have not spoken for years. She has missed major events in my life. I have a family now and a life that she's not a part of. I have spoken to people who says she is the same. She hasn't changed. Telling anyone who will listen how her son had abandoned her. This story, in essence, shows some dynamics of what abandonment does to those who are abandoned and to those who abandon others. These behaviors can become cyclical and sometimes generational. In some cases, the lies and manipulation ends up hurting the very child or children or individuals you may want to protect. In this case, the mother's lies were expressed and exposed in the long run, and it made her son resentful to the point where he no longer has a relationship with her. How very sad this is. And I say again, oh, the human condition. Whatever the circumstance this week, remember this much. Life is a gift. We develop in the womb, in secret. We emerge in public. We are held. We crawl. We toddle, we walk into the teen years, into the adult years, into the mature years, into the seasoned senior years. We never know how we will evolve 
or what we will find. The choice is yours and always will be. Reject or embrace. This is Mano for the Ears, Mended Pieces.